Our scripture today is from 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 31. Christ, the power and wisdom of God. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are believing, saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, thanks be to God. God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word, for the truth, for the wisdom, for the inspiration it brings. We have heard. Now open our hearts to receive the message you have for each of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When I was growing up, just a wee lad, a knee-high to a grasshopper, as they say. I mean, I, I, I was young. And back then, cheerleading wasn't nearly what it is today. You know, back then, you take two steps to the right, you take two steps to the left. Yeah, you're right and you're left. And, and they had clothes on? <laughs> More clothes on. Okay, I guess that works. But then you do a twirl, maybe a somersault or two, and jump up and down and giggle, and that was it. I mean, if someone did a cartwheel, that was a big deal. I happened to be channel surfing, and I came across the National Cheerleading Championship. I don't know if it was recorded or live. I, I guess it doesn't matter a bit. But I had to stop. This thing was incredible. I mean, they, they, they were doing kicks like they were applying for a position in the Rockettes. 
They look like members of the Olympics gymnastic team with the backup dancing skills of Michael Jackson's dancers. I mean, what they were doing was amazing. There, there were people standing 20 feet in the air doing splits while balancing on someone's round shoulder. How do you do that? Well, Chris, are you willing to show us later? And it got me to thinking all of this did. If the church had a cheerleading squad, what would the cheers sound like? Well, it just so happens we have a cheerleading squad. And this is the park choir where you come in and I need your help. Y'all stand up or sit down, whatever's comfortable for you. Phil will stand because he's the head cheerleader. The only male head cheerleader in the history of the world. Now, raise your pom-poms. There you go. And repeat after me. Hooray! Hooray! For the poor in spirit! For the poor in spirit! Hmm. <laughs> raw, raw, raw. Let's be meek. Let's be meek. Y'all are really good at this. <laughs> we don't fear. We don't fear. Persecution. Persecution. Sherilyn, you're really getting into it way too much. <laughs> okay, put down your pom-poms, choir. Not, you're not done. Raise your hands in the air. Start swinging like you're a tree in the wind. There you go. Get it right. Don't move too fast. It's not a okay. hurricane. <laughs> go ahead. Just nice and slow. And sing after me. And it's to the tune of Queens, We Are the Champions. Oh, Just because I always wanted in 40 years to get Queen in a service. There we, go. <laughs> we are the merciful. We are the merciful. Keep going. You can sing it again. We are the merciful. I'm just amazed that everybody knew Queen. Okay, thank you, choir. You can sit down now. Are those the lamest cheers you have ever heard? Oh, not the ones who were doing it, just the cheers themselves. There you go. I, I don't want to turn my back to you. I mean, who could possibly be impressed by a team that brags on itself as poor in spirit, meek, merciful, and persecuted? Does that sound like a bunch of winners or a bunch of losers to you? But that is exactly what Paul is telling the Corinthians to stand up and shout about. God chose the lowly things of this world 
and the despised things so that no one may boast before him. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And if you think Christian cheers are strange, you should hear Christians boast and brag. I am so weak, I'm waiting. No, no, no. How weak are you? I have got to retrain you all over again. I have been gone way too much. Okay. I am so weak. How weak are you? I am so weak, you can see how strong God is. Does anybody have any duct tape? <laughs> I am so imperfect. How imperfect are you? Oh, good. You're getting it back. I am so imperfect that you can see how much God is doing in my life. This is how we brag, this is how we boast. I am so good at sinning, you can see how good God is at forgiving. Do you notice the, the common uniting thread here? It's all about glorifying God. When we boast, we're boasting about God. Have you ever been swept up in a wave? And I don't mean gone to Myrtle Beach and got in a riptide and had a hard time finding your way back. Not that kind of wave. I'm talking about at a sports stadium. As Christians, we do not make a wave when someone hits a home run or makes a touchdown. We start a wave when someone turns the other cheek. As Christians, we offer high fives when someone sacrifices his or her own welfare for the good of others. As Christians, we clap and stomp in rhythm when someone offers a prayer for an enemy, for a persecutor, to a world that recognizes brute strength as power, the church and our message will always sound foolish. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And don't we all have such good reason to boast in the Lord? I know who I was and how I was before the Lord got a hold of me. And I know who I am now in the Lord. Uh, the after picture is a whole lot better than the before picture. Can I get an amen? I thought there were some people here who might be able to relate to that. We all have great reason to boast 
in the Lord. We had 25 men sleeping in our fellowship hall. God trusted us with 25 souls to care for them, to tend to them, to pray for them, to love them. We need to be doing some holy boasting in the Lord. The small groups that will be we will be offering have the potential of making a real difference in people's lives. Pray that God will bring people to us who need to feel God's love wrapped around them and boast in the Lord. We have six youth and three chaperones who went to an event. We are reaching out to our community in the parking lot. You heard with events of every kind. You just heard about one of them. Boast in the Lord. We need a sign out front. We fed, what, between Plentiful Harvest and Dorothy Day, we fed 150 people last month, and we donated X number of hours to help families. That's boasting in the Lord. We did it for God. So let's do some bragging. Because bragging on the Lord is highly encouraged around here. In the very near future, Aldersgate is going to be the only United Methodist Church I have ever encountered, not only to have a lay leader and an associate lay leader, but also an entire lay leader committee. When we have a ministry so large that we have to make a committee to watch over it, then boast in the Lord. I have a confession to make. Not every sermon I have ever heard has stuck with me. Not the way my sermons stick with you, every one of them. Greater truth be told... Only a few of the sermons I've ever heard have truly stayed with me, though I am sure every single one of them got me a little further down the road in my journey of faith. One of the ones that stayed was a sermon on bragging on the Lord. You proud of graduating school? Well, who gave you a brain that can think and remember and analyze and strategize and plan and vision? Boast on the Lord. Are you proud of what a good parent you are? Are you proud of your kids? Well, who gave you good role models to follow or bad role models not to follow? Who gave you lessons along the way? Boast in the Lord. The pastor went on for 30 or 40 minutes long, more, longer, and, and by the time he was done, you knew. We really have no reason to boast on ourselves because at the very foundation of it all, there is God who makes everything we would boast on possible. 
It is God. Boast in the Lord. We have a wonderful church. Who gave us the church? Boast in the Lord. He is the source of our lives and everything in them. So boast in the Lord. And if you want to help the choir cheer, that's fine too. Amen.